All right, everybody. Thanks for bearing with me on the gap between kind of episode two and and episode three being about 10 days. The whole goal of this podcast is to share what I can as as a as a dad and and somebody that works full time and is married and is trying to run and do all this other stuff. And last week of spring break, I spent an awesome amount of time with with my daughters, and uh, something had to give. And, and in this case, it was it was recording. So thanks for bearing with me. It's back to Wednesday drop, which is today. Uh, this next episode, I'm going to drop into all about kind of preparing food and and being ready when you're on the go and when you're out and about and you're out of your controlled environment. So hope, uh, hope it's a good episode and we'll talk to you soon. So I've been thinking about kind of how to do this and, and when is the right time. And what I finally settled on was there is no right time. And the reason there's no right time is because if you look at a calendar or you think about kind of the cycle of the year, all of our major things, all of our major holidays, all of our major season changes, all are wrapped around kind of food and and drink, and a lot of times candy as well. So we come out of of the, you know, December season, and it's lots of candy, lots of sweets, lots of home cooking and, and comfort foods. It's cold outside, so all that stuff feels really good. We roll into January. January is a time where everybody makes these New Year's resolutions and you say, I'm going to go do this. And then you have things like the Super Bowl that are going on. Um, For me in January, it's the turn of the calendar. My job gets really busy and I tend to fly a lot. And and being in airports is the worst um, because it is just shocking the amount of sugary processed things that are in the airport you can find alternatives yes but alternatives are are one to ten compared to the other really easy grab it it's in a bag it's in a bottle it's already ready to go take it with you kind of things um they're just not made for when you're trying to concentrate on on fresh options it's getting better which is great but it's still hard to do and then tack that on top of getting on an airplane and flying six and a half hours uh, across the country and trying to eat the right types of, of food um, while you're on that flight and not eat junk, not eat cookies and crackers and snacks and, and the stuff that they're doling out to you for, uh, you know, on the flight as, as, as part of your ticket. So you have that and then you have Valentine's Day come up, which is all about getting and exchanging uh, candy and we have daughters and we want to celebrate that and have fun and, and not make it weird, you know, with food and stuff around the house. So that's a thing that happens. And then my daughter, oldest, is is in Girl Scouts and we have 2,000 boxes of Girl Scout cookies in the garage. So you kind of take all of this stuff and you you write it down. And if you so are, are overly analytical, what you find is that in that early part of the year, it's not a good part. So now you move on to the next part of the year and you look at it and you say, okay, so March, April, May, ah, man, Easter's in there. Uh, That's going to be a bunch of candy again. Um, Now we're going to get a little bit later. We're going to get into summer. Summertime, it's cooking out. It's drinking beers on the deck. It's it's eating chips and and salsa and doing this kind of stuff. And now all of a sudden we're back into December again. So what happens is, is that if you wait for it to be the right time, it's never going to be the right time. 
So I just jumped in and, and just said, this is, is my time to do it. And again, without overanalyzing it and just deciding I was going to do it and I was going to stick to it and I was going to make it happen. Because um, one of the things I, I try my best to live by is not getting a case of the twos. And, and what, what that means is when you get a case of the twos, you say things like, it's too cold out, I'm too busy, I have too many things going on, it's too nice out, so I'm going to stay home and do this, my house is too messy, there's too many dishes, um, there's just too many things going on for me, to, for me to, to do this thing. And when you get a case of the twos, then it's everything. It's not just negative things, but it's positive things. It's, it's, it's too nice to go right now, so I just want to sit on my porch and, and enjoy the weather. And it's not that any of those things by themselves are bad, but we get into this headspace of waiting and, and waiting for the right moment to pounce on something. But I think the more I do whatever it is that I do and, and, and do long races and, and, and try to do these types of things, what I find is that you strike when the iron is hot. If you're, if you're excited about something and you're ready to make a change, don't wait till Monday. Go do it. Get yourself set up right now because now the iron is hot. The, there's a fire in your belly and it's time, it's time to go do it. But then reality hits and you are now out in the world and you've made this decision and now you've got to be able to, uh, to adjust and, and, and deal with it. And that's what I want to really go into here is some of the little hacks, I guess you could call it, that, that I did to help me get through this initial process uh, while still going on and, and being a normal person and not getting super manic and, and frantic about this stuff. The easiest way to be successful on, on this diet or any diet or any change is to surround yourself with people that are doing the exact same thing. But the reality is, is that that's not possible because A, everybody has different things that they do. Everybody has different thoughts about their diets. Everybody sort of ebbs and flows in the way that they, they train or, or just live their life. So it's really hard to, to do that. And when I started on this, I was the only person in my family that was doing it. So I was, I was just going with the flow by myself. Um, and, and what I did was really simply on the days when I cook, which is usually about two nights a week, uh, we'll generally go out to dinner, you know, maybe once or twice. And then my wife generally cooks a lot as, as well. Uh, and that's at dinner time. For breakfast time, it's, it's pretty standard stuff. We, we do a lot of omelets and, and those types of things here, um, here in the mornings. So those are pretty straightforward. Anybody can, can do those. Lunch, I'm generally by myself, so I can take care of that on my own. It's really dinner that, only, that, that presents some sort of problem where things have to be worked around a little bit for me personally. And what I would do is I would make sure to have lettuce laying around, so kind of those boxes of, of big leafy mixed greens. And then if it was taco night and that's what was made, I'm not asking to get something else made because A, that's it's really selfish, and, and B, it's a pain in the butt, and I don't want to be that. Um, I, I just want to be there and, and just sort of 
not do a, a full 360. I, I just want to take a little click, just do something just a little bit different that, that lets me stay on the path that I want to, get in the things that I need, and, and not have a big impact on everybody else. So in the taco night example, I'd simply take all those ingredients minus the, the chips and minus the, the taco shells and put that, on, put that on lettuce. So get in more greens, uh, get in more nutrients, and I'm, I'm doing it in a really easy way. If it happened to be something that was, you know, more of a bread-heavy, potato-y heavy type of thing, and, and I wasn't in part of my training cycle where I was willing to, to eat that, which in the first five weeks of this, I wasn't. I was, I was really strict about it. Then I might just make my own dinner, and I may do that through something really simple. Again, a big salad uh, with some leftover chicken or, or lunch meat that I might have in the refrigerator from lunch. Uh, perhaps I, I would make some eggs. We had a lot of hard-boiled eggs around that I could just kind of grab and snack on. Uh, and, and those would be the things that, that I would do here at the house. Now, as I've gone through this, my wife's actually jumped on this train as well and, and is doing this diet too. And we're having some fun exploring and finding some new recipes. So we're doing a lot of, of mashed cauliflower, replacing potatoes. One of my favorite meals is uh, shepherd's pie. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's hamburger, it's vegetables mixed in, and then it's usually covered by uh, a big topping of, of, um, of mashed potatoes. Well, there's a couple of, of things that we can do to, to make that fit into what we want. One is, is sweet potatoes, so you get an increase in, in nutrient density on there, or is to use mashed cauliflower, which is what we've done because my wife's in the earlier stages uh, of this, and she's trying to really cut back uh, on, the, on the carbohydrate intake as she looks to, to, to get her goals um, so together we're finding new recipes and we've got some different cookbooks. We've got things called like, well, one of them's called butter and bacon. Um, I think one, another one's called against all grains. Uh, I think we have another one called like the complete ketogenic cookbook, but basically it's finding things in there. And then once you find like a handful of these recipes that you like, cheesy cauliflower, um, again, the, the taco night, omelets, I can't even remember all the, all the things that are in there, but you find a couple of these little things and now all of a sudden those become sort of some staples in your diet that you've now replaced something that maybe before was a big thing of chicken and noodles or a big thing of mashed potatoes and now you've replaced it with this other thing that, oh yeah, has, is, is actually uh, better for you. Now you can argue on the cheese part and, that, and that's fine. Um, again, I try to keep to the good sources of cheese and, and neither of us seems to be too... Uh, affected by dairy, especially when we when we do that kind of lower um, lower lactose type of thing. So you know things that have been cultured again, like cheese, um, quality cheese from like grass fed sources. So that's that's one here at the house. It's make it make it fit into your schedule as best as you can, and then if you can't, just have a backup around and and don't stress about it. I'm just gonna have a salad tonight. That's it, right? It doesn't have to be a big deal. It has to be made out of something. It's just, I'm going to have this salad. One of the worst things is, is traveling. Time in the car, idle time, and th- there's no way around it. When, when you 
move from this, I don't know, at least in the world that I was living in of I didn't care about how much food I ate because I could, it didn't matter. I, I'd burn it off and it wasn't a big thing. Um, so I didn't care. I mean, is really what it came down to. It was like, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll run it off tonight at the hotel treadmill. But when I'm putting this thing in place to, to try to eat better and, and, not, and not have that approach and be more mindful and thoughtful about the food uh, that I'm taking in, traveling sucks. And it, it's just because when you're, you're used to like creating this thing of like having snacks around or having easy access to these snacks. So like I'm bored, I'm sitting here, I might as well eat a little bag of chips and pass the time while I read this book or listen to this podcast. So that was one that, that I, I, I think I struggled with the most because I had a lot of travel and the travel I was doing was big travel. I was flying from Portland to Washington, D.C. and Washington, D.C. back to Portland. I flew from Portland to um, Hawaii and Hawaii and back. And those were, were big flights where I was in the air for a long time, kind of through mealtime and in these places, these hubs, the airport on each end that are just chocked full of easy access, quick foods that I was doing my darndest to avoid. So what I I found, and, and I had, uh, I mentioned Jeff Browning being a coach. This was like probably one of the more impactful conversations we had was about, you know, what do you do for food? How do you plan for this? And I mean, I think I knew, but it was good to hear someone else's take on it. And it was like, look, just get some stuff that you enjoy that fits into, fits into this, this mold of, of what you're, what you're trying to achieve and take a couple avocados with you, get a nice, you know, brick of, of, of cheese. That's going to last, get some artisanal quality salami and take these things with you, put them in a little bag and carry them, you know, in your backpack and take them on the plane. And what I actually found through, through that, um, was I also would grab like, uh, there's some chocolate, dark chocolate bars that are good, and I'd eat a couple squares of that. And and what I found was I got these more nutrient-dense things than the the crackers or cookies that they give you on the plane, a, a, a handful of peanuts, right? I'd take some almonds, uh, some raw almonds or some sea salt almonds, and I'd take those with me. Um, and what I actually found was I was way happier eating that food than I was getting the stuff on the plane anyway. Um, and I would have just some water or, or some, some seltzer water and avoid all the other stuff. And I just, I just felt better. But the key was I had to plan ahead. I had to, to get in my head, this flight is happening. And as part of all the other stuff that's involved with flying, getting my clothes, getting my socks, making sure my belt makes it in my suitcase because I always forget my belt. I also was having to plan for this food. So that plan ahead part was was instrumental to all of this. So you get these things that you like and you enjoy, and maybe they are a treat. Maybe it's more, you know, in the in the early stages of, of this type of diet, an avocado is actually one of the higher carbohydrate things that that I ate, but I was avoiding 
all this other junk. It's full of good fats. It's got good fiber. There's good potassium and things in it. So it was like, okay, if I'm going to go over this, this, you know, 150 grams of carbs per day, but I'm going to do it like this, and this is the alternative I've created for myself, well, that's a treat. And that's, and that's how I viewed it, and that's how I looked at it, was I took these foods that were, you know, nutrient-dense, and then the stuff, you know, the salami and the cheese, not as much, but it fit into the diet, it tasted good, and it helped me stay on the path that I needed to stay on to get to the airport, to get on the airplane, and to fly all the way across the country or across the ocean in the in terms of Hawaii. And I kind of found like the people sitting around me were were like, oh look at that, right? I had this kind of classy little meal on my on my tray in front of me. And you know, they're 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 stuck eating a a, a thing of, of peanuts and having to order some you know, weird wrap or something like that from, uh, from the, from the airline. Well, a couple of things that I have found. Another one is Starbucks and I get it. I live in Portland or like coffee capital of the world or, or at least America or pretty darn close to it. There are tons of really great little coffee shops here. And I love all those places, but here's the thing. Starbucks has some options that allow me to travel anywhere, for the most part, anywhere where there's a Starbucks, which is pretty much everywhere, and allows me to sit down, get a coffee, and get a a food item that is in line with what I'm trying to do and is pretty good. Um, There's actually two. So one are called the sous vide or sous vide, not sure the exact right way to say it, uh, but bacon egg bites. There are two eggs uh, that are made with Gruyere cheese and, and, and bacon, and you get them in a little tray, and they fit They fit what, what I'm trying to do, and it's a good snack, and it's easy, and it's an easy breakfast. Uh, it's something you can grab quickly. They're not available, I don't think, in all markets, uh, but a lot of places do have them. And then the other thing is they have these two boxes. So I think they call them their, their protein bistro boxes. One has two eggs and a, a serving's worth of fruit, so like a handful of grapes and half of, a, half of, a, a, half of an apple. Um, it also comes with two like triangles of cheese, small ones, and then a... Justin's peanut butter uh, with honey in it. And then there's a little bread biscuit in there too, but I either give that to one of my kids or uh, I just toss that. And then there's another one that is just cheese and fruit and it has crackers. And again, I dump the crackers and I keep the the cheese and the fruit. And then they've also started adding in some things where uh, I've noticed they carry heavy cream. So if you are trying to avoid, you know, the, the sugary milk product you can add heavy cream to your coffee haven't put a splash in there or whatever you have to ask for it and then they also carry the stevia sweetener uh, and it's not all the time in the in the little box um, that where you go to put your sugar in but you can generally ask for it and they've got some sit, sitting in the back so long story short is is that there's that's a place that's everywhere and has some options that are really 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 close to what you're 
trying to do. They're fresh options. Um, I would say I feel like Starbucks has a pretty good quality uh, when it comes to things. I mean, I've also ordered breakfast sandwiches before and like gotten rid of the you know, the English muffin or the roll or something that, that's a part of it. Um, I don't feel like that's quite as good as, as, as the, the egg bites or, or the box. So those are some options that, that I found that they're, they're everywhere. And I, I, I think that's the key to this is that you've got to, you have to surround yourself with, with options and you have to kind of spend a little bit of time making sure that you have the support or the know-how to make sure that you, you know, stay on the wagon, if you will. And and to do that, those are a couple of little tricks that, that I've done. Making up the snack bag has been really good. Always having some, like, raw almonds uh, around has been really helpful. I I do a lot of, of, like, almond butter things where I, at the end of the night, if I'm still feeling hungry... Um, which is way, way, way less now that I'm on this diet. But if I just feel like I've been training a lot and I'm not sure that I'm calorically where I need to be, uh, I don't want to miss that because there is a signaling that, that is different now than before. I don't get hungry like I used to. And because of that, I want to make sure I'm still getting the right stuff in my body so that I can recover properly. So I will throw some almond butter in a in a bowl and I'll eat that with some apple slices or I'll throw a handful of blueberries in there and maybe a little extra coconut oil uh, in there as well. And and those are the types of, of things that I like keep around uh, so that I can, I can be ready. You know, having carrot sticks, uh, that's a below ground, right? Veggie, but it's still a veggie and it's, it's there and, and it's good for you. And if it's just a snack of them, great, right? If I eat the whole bag, whatever, right? There's worse. It's it's better to eat a whole bag of carrots than a whole bag of chips. So that's what a lot of this directionally is moving towards for me. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy and pleased with the, with this loss of hunger pains, with this better feeling stomach, with this lack of spiking in, in my, um, my feelings, my day to day. I, I can avoid this like three o'clock lull. Those things just don't happen like they used to. And all that is is definitely because of the reduced amount of, of carbohydrates and specifically, specifically the bad carbohydrates uh, that are in my diet. So those are the types of things that I surrounded myself with. Travel with, with food that you like, put it in your car, buy bags of almonds, put them in your armrest, get whatever it is that, that you know, get mineral waters, uh, LaCroix, get the types of things that, that you like and you enjoy and that you can feel satisfied by having, but know that there's still a craving. It doesn't go away. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. Um, I still would, would like to go, uh, to Cracker Barrel because we used to have one right by my house in Illinois and we'd go to breakfast there and a huge waffle sounds pretty awesome, but I know when I got there, I probably wouldn't feel that way because I'm in a different place than I was uh, just a few months ago. And I know that that food really does make me feel bad because when I had a, a tiny little slice of cake at my daughter's second birthday, I felt it and it, it was not good. But because I had never removed that from my diet, I didn't know that I had felt bad. So now that I've removed that and I start surrounding myself with all this other stuff, 
that is satisfying, that is nutrient dense, that is good for me, that is, you know, high in, in micronutrients, I'm, I'm excited about it and I don't want to go away from that. The last thing I'll, I'll mention is home and like being at home and, and, you know, I talked about like from the meal standpoint being prepped, but one of the things I found really handy early on was also snacking at home. And I bought a box from a company called Epic. And, um, I've, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but if I have, I'll just reiterate, I'm not sponsored by anybody. I'm not getting paid for anything. This is all just a passion project. So I bought this because I had heard of it. They seem to be a quality company with quality ingredients in it, and it lined up with what I was doing. So they have a Whole30 box, uh, which is another type of, of diet that's in this realm. And they sent me, a, or I, I bought it, and they sent the box, and it was full of just kind of a variety of items. So there were various types of kind of meat sticks slash jerky, um, all with good ingredients from hormone free, you know, grass fed, naturally raised, all that kind of good stuff. Um, they had that, there were some like pork rinds and these pork crackling type items and cooking oils, some like stuff to sprinkle on your salad, a couple of different things that, that they included, um, that made it really easy when I was at home, the family was watching TV or we were watching a movie and we were around and I got a, you know, a, a hit for a, a snack instead of going in and grabbing chips or something like that. I had these other items on hand that were made for the diet, right? And the, and the, the goal that I was trying to achieve. So that's one I would, would really recommend. You don't have to use that brand. You don't have to use that box, but it was already prepped and ready to go. It was there. I could just go grab one, throw it in my backpack, uh, to take out for after a run or again, sitting at home or just, whenever I have a couple of little items stashed around that, that I could, that I could dig into when I wanted to, without having to make something up, without having to pre-prep anything, without having to leave the house to go to, you know, the coffee shop and and grab that, that item that I was after. So that's a one I would, would recommend as well. If this is a route you're trying to take, or again, even if it's not this route, if you're trying to do anything, it's getting yourself kind of prepped up in all the manners that, you foresee it being a problem. And I, I guess it all really comes down to idle time. When you have downtime, we tend to eat. And if you can have the right type of sources around you that line up with what you're doing, then you're much more likely to be successful and not grab into that that bowl of popcorn or go grab the chips or go grab the you know, the, the Easter candy or whatever the thing that might be laying around the house right now. If you've got the alternative you can go with the alternative. If you don't, at least for me, uh, regardless of how good my willpower is, that's, that's one of the things that kind of sneaks in. All right. So that's going to wrap up the diet side of things. Um, next up, I'm going to go into a little bit of a race report or more of a, how this diet affected a race. So I, I ran the Chuck and up 50 K and was on that was kind of my first proving ground to see if this thing was was going to work and, and play out like I hoped it would play out. Um, and then I'll then from there I'll, I'll flip into the training and how training was different going into that race and this whole year 
just based off of this change in diet and how the training that I chose and the way that I go about it supports this high fat, low carb. So it's a bit of a bit of an interconnection, but I didn't want to lose kind of the momentum or, or really I didn't want to forget kind of how Chuck and Nut 50K played out. So you can expect that on the next one. Any questions or comments between now and then, uh, next Wednesday, Travis Lyles at Instagram and Twitter. And you can also go to lylestrials.com, go to the podcast section and drop something in the comments uh, area of, of the blog post that will uh, that will accompany this. So as always, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.